Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose. And this one will be a dual excursion. So those of you listening on our podcast will hear the same information as a soundtrack. And those of you subscribed to the YouTube channel will hear the same message visually. We're trying our best to attach and adapt to multiple frontiers. And as a one-man show, sometimes it gets daunting. And I know as an Indian, I should be half technology tongue-in-cheek, but I'm learning as we go or as we grow, as my colleague Brian Flanagan would say. Today, I want to take you down the journey of how do you rate? How do you rate? The last message we gave to you uh, came from the words of Francis Schaeffer, which said, how then shall we live? And obviously, some of you reached out and said, is there a formula to get past this madness of this unfettered access, this unbridled passion, and this unaccounted for behavior. Some time ago, as part of that preparation for the Success Academy, and by the way, thank you for some of you who called and said that you're eagerly looking forward to that model where we'll be able to interact on a timely and predictable basis. Just as an add-on, next week, October 7th, Thursday, around 9 o'clock in the morning, Dallas time, Central time, so that will be about 7.30 p.m. in India, and you add the difference, it'll probably be closer to midnight in Manila, uh, which is where a bulk of my audiences are, at least that covers a gamut of the world. I'm going to do an Ask Krish forum, which has no topic or agenda, anything and everything is on the table, and we hope you will join us. So if you go to the LinkedIn page or the Instagram page, you will find information there on how to register for that. So the rate methodology as part of the Success Academy just basically had four moods to it. And uh, again, like everything else I do, the acrostic tries to play itself out. So the R in the formula is reason, reason. And the question is, why do you believe? Within the confines of cosmic existence, uh, using the words of Peter Kraft in uh, the God is Real debate, he brings this issue in of why. The why being an intelligent morality that basically needs to supersede this unintelligible stupidity. Now, those are all mouthful of big words, and some of you ask me sometimes, you know, is all of this necessary? And I really do think that unless you study humanity and human history in blocks of time, i.e. 40 years, meaning a biblical generation, you will never understand the true trends that begin to envelop us. When you look at issues of identity, when you look at issues of euphoria or dysphoria, when you look at issues of classification, the question is always in that fundamental ability to reason. How do you rate? The R is reason. Why do you believe what you believe? 
Now, I was raised in an Eastern Orthodox mindset. I grew up in a pantheistic worldview. I started subscribing to a more theistic framework in my middle 30s. By the time I reached my early 40s, my pursuits and my passions had kind of aligned with the fact that there is something called a commandment or a series of commandments that exist in the world. And the series of commandments are not designed to destroy us, not designed to allow an unfettered wickedness to exist, but to have some kind of moral intelligibility. Now, this message may be preaching to the choir, to some, and there may be some seeking and searching here who are asking yourselves, what is the fundamental difference between having a faith that begins to guide you and an unfettered access to things that say, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, I'm just going to let things play out the way you are. And let me explain that to you in as simple terms as I can put it. When there are no definitions, when there are no boundaries, when there are no commandments, and remember this, even Jesus Christ said the Sabbath is not there uh, because of something that you're supposed to not do. The Sabbath is there because of you. It is not there for you to follow. It is there for you to rest. And these are kind of things that people get lost in the shuffle because we think that every one of the edicts of why we believe what we believe is designed as a boundary-bashing, joy-killing mechanism of some kind. And some of the happiest people I met are people who have kind of limited their ability to understand that life is not as complex as we want to make it out to be. Now, I granted fluidity, as Aldous Huxley says, I want my life to have no purpose because then I can continue to expand and enhance my own erotic dysfunction. Man's ability to imagine the depths of depravity he's willing to go on are as broad as humanity is in existence. But having some boundaries makes us ask that question in our own rating mechanism, why do you believe what you believe? And if what you believe is important, the A matters in the rate formula because as soon as you begin to involve in reason, the application begins to take effect. And the application is, what does this do or how does this impact behavior? So if the reason is, why do you believe? The application is, how does this influence or how does this impact behavior? Now, thoughts and ideas we have are not as random as we would like to posit them. There is always a precursor to why we believe what we believe, whether it is foundational unique, whether it is tradition, whether it is lore. But as you grow up and as you gravitate towards success and you go through those early teenage years where you have the dreams and you come into your 20s and the acquisition mode begins, you come into your 30s and you want to settle down some roots, you come into your 40s, you want to establish some premise and some purpose and some promise. You come into your 50s and then passion begins to take over saying, what can I let go of? What can I leave? By the time you arrive into your 60s like me, you're thinking legacy. And by the time you get into your 70s, you're looking at new frontiers. So life is this constant movement. But unless you rate yourself on a regular basis, you're going to be on the wayside wondering why discipline, dignity, loyalty, adaptability, hope, ambition are all good things if they are discovered with this line above despair mindset and not the line below despair. I've oft said, and I said, the very way you rate yourself will depend on when you look into the future, do you see Mad Max doom and gloom? Or do you see Star Wars bright and glittery? 
So the R will always stand for why do you believe? And when you know why, anyhow will do, but let's get to the application, which is how does this impact behavior? When I wake up in the morning, I try my best to walk upstairs, even though my bride may be still sleeping, to tell her I have left. Her answer may be a small uh, movement of her lips by saying, okay, or whatever it is. But the day I don't do that, the first thing I do is get a text from her saying, you never even said bye to me. And I never thought about that because one of these days, a movement as simple as going to work, a movement as simple as getting on a recording, maybe the last thing we ever do in the eyes of the public. And then you get that message either on Facebook where the condolences start pouring in saying, oh, he was such a good man. I wish we had more time or oh, he was a bad man. I'm glad he met his mate. One of these days it will end. And the how does this impact behavior has to be according to that Adrian Rogers wisdom. We all have to live as if that uh, whatever salvation came to us, came to us with a price yesterday. It was understood today and it will claim us tomorrow. Whatever you believe is entirely up to you. But within the confines of my Judeo-Christian belief, I always like to live as if Christ died yesterday. He rose today and he'll come back for me tomorrow. That urgency does not give me a description of heaven. It does not give me a definition of theology or it does not give me any kind of clarity into believing broad, complex concepts that deal with eschatology. But what it does do is it gives me an actionable item. How then does this impact behavior? Because every mood, every movement, every action, every reaction requires some kind of understanding that life is going forward at such an incredible pace. And as I do these ask questions forums or these engaging, most of the questions are asked about how do I get dignity in this time of depression? How do I get uh, acceleration in this time of stagnation? How do I begin to believe when hopelessness is all around? How do I get engaged when I cannot physically interact? And these questions all deal with the impact of the behavior. So ask yourself in your rate, the reason, why do you believe? The application, how does this impact behavior? The transfer is when will you begin the building? This is the, this is the release of that which you are known for. This is the release of that which you are paid to do. This is the release of that which people around you depend on you. Now, more like, like everybody, the problems are real and the problems that exist, exist at all times. You know, I like to quote that Amy Carmichael poem when she talked about, uh, you know, for prayers that ask that I may be sheltered from winds that beat on thee, from fearing when I should aspire, from faltering when I should climb higher, from silk and self, O Captain Free, thy soldier who may follow thee, from subtle love, softenings, from easy choices, weakenings, not thus our spirits fortified, not this way went the crucified. For all that dims thy Calvary, O Lamb of God, deliver me, give me the love that shows the way, the faith that nothing would dismay, the hope no disappointment tire, and a passion that will burn on fire. And then she ends with this proscript, let me not sink to be a clod, make me thy fuel, flame of God. When you look at your rating mechanism of self and you look at the transfer of when you begin to build, the time is now, the place is here and the person is you. 
Stake your ground, as Maxwell would say it. Fake it till you make it. Stake it till you make it. Break it till you make it. Take it till you make it and forsake it till you make it. These are action axioms that begin to give you that transfer. So if the reason is always, why do you believe? The application is always, how does this impact behavior? The transfer then begins to broaden its category and expand its horizons and give you an opportunity to ask yourself, when should I build? And then the, the E would always stand for, what are the benchmarks that are going to guide it all? What are the benchmarks? So reason, application, uh, transfer and expectation or whichever way you want to look at that. Now the reason I wanted to put these four in a process is this is part of the methodology we use in our sales 101 which is part of our academy. So some of you watching this come from the sales realm, some of you watching this come from the marketing realm, some of you watching this come from the leadership realm, some of it comes from the pastoral realm. And the rating mechanism would work regardless of what you do, whether you're functionally in an attribute of working with goods or services or not. We are all in the people business. Every day we're trying to sell and canvas ideas that make us relevant. Every day we're trying to enforce benefits so that people would buy that which we are offering as a good or a service or an advice so that relevance continues. Every day we hope that the relevance and the significance and the impact is so so powerful that people will tell other people. You know, nothing gives me more joy than an innocuous comment on YouTube. Unlike some of the other people who are celebrities who have multiple millions of viewers, I have a few thousand and of that maybe a hundred views per video, which is, which is nothing compared to the broad scheme of how many people watch the TikTok videos or any of the other things that really don't add or think, they provide that moment of delight. But we've stopped being a thinking people and as a result, people say to me, some of your diatribes, some of your information is so complex. It's not complex, it's not profound, it is not huge. It is very basic. It is actually an amalgamation of asking some basic questions. Why do I believe what I believe? How is that belief going to impact the behavior that I exhibit? When and where am I going to make sure that I build something of significance, a monument as a testimony to my legacy? An expectation, what are the benchmarks I'm going to implement on a daily basis? Now this cycle re-manifests itself and reignites itself every 24 hours. The clock sets to zero, the number of seconds you have used go back to zero and you're given a brand new day. If you view it through that lens, you understand it through that goal, you, you pursue it through that kind of desire, some amazing things will happen. So until next time, I hope you will put some of these principles in action and ask yourself that question, how then shall we rate? And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.